Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, September 25th. It's four minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So wages have been a big point of contention in the ongoing UAW talks. They initially wanted a 40% pay increase. The union said the wage request is tied to the percentage increase in the CEO's compensation over the last four years. So he makes a bunch of money. We should all make a bunch of money is pretty much what they're saying. Isn't it fascinating the disconnect by which so many of these people have as it relates to what you're going to do to your future long term. And what I mean by that is, and I, and I heard uh, Tony was talking with, has an economist named Matt Will, I think was the guy who was this was conversation with. Matt Will's a very, very, very well-spoken local economist, and Tony has him on quite a bit. And I think this is who the conversation w- w- was with. And what they were saying was, all this is going to do long term is flush people into automobiles that do not have to deal with the UAW. And I'm, you know, predominantly, you know, Japanese foreign manufacturers, Toyota, et cetera. Why? Because the price of the automobile is going to be markedly less expensive. This is not getting eaten up. It's not like, oh, well, you know, hey, they're, now, I know Ford is the one they're kind of playing nice with right now, but hey, Ford is just going to eat that eat that pay increase, and you're not going to pay for it, Mr. or Mrs. Consumer. No. The price of your automobile is going to go up, and in this economy where people are already struggling to afford basic necessities, they're not going to be able to eat that. So you're going to sell fewer cars, and the cars that do get sold are going to be more and more likely to be from a competitor. It's just like it's just like tax the rich, tax the corporations. The corporations don't just eat the tax and go, "Well, the government got us this time." Haha. <laughs> no, they pass it on to you. It's the same thing here. Whatever these workers get out of this is going to be passed on to you, the consumer, in terms of the price of the automobile. Okay, so a blog post is reporting that the top hourly production wage for a UAW member is $32 an hour. And now these people are looking for $66 per hour. But not only... (laughs) Me too, Casey! Well, sure. But not only could that be passed on to the consumer, but it could be passed on to another country where it then does become cheap, cheaper to produce cars. Look, look, we have seen this in every, um, just about every field imaginable. And the best one I can think of is when you walk into a McDonald's now, you are greeted by a kiosk, mm. which says, place your order here, grab receipt here, and hold on to it. And then Fred is going to have your order up for you here in just a little bit when we call your number. Why did that happen, Casey? Well, it's cheaper for the company. Exactly. And a place like a McDonald's, I don't know if you know, McDonald's is pretty good at making money. 
they're kind of they're kind of successful when it comes to, to turning a profit. <laughs> they looked at it and said proactively, the Bernie Sanders goon squad that is demanding fifteen dollars an hour because these politicians are weak is eventually, even if they don't win fifteen, they're going to win something close to it, and it's going to keep going up over time. And so it is cheaper for us long term to just go ahead and bite the bullet and spend. You know, I'm guessing nationwide they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, putting these kiosks etc into place because that is a an actual piece of infrastructure that we mm -hmm. own and have forever mm -hmm. and over time whatever it's going to be five years i'm just making numbers up here it'll eventually pay for itself this is why the free market works and the free market by and large now not a hundred percent obviously there is a need for some regulations etc based on how the system is set up but by and large, you as an individual should be able to negotiate whatever wage you want with your employer because that will bear out what you are actually worth. This is inflated, strong-arming bullcrap that is only going to long-term. Now, I get that these workers in the short-term, they're not going to care because they're going to get paid. But long-term, this will be a disaster because people are going to go other places. Well, not only do they want more money, though, they also want a shorter work week. And you would think that the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who was on uh, the NBC over the weekend, he would have a strong opinion on this right he would know exactly where the president stands on this right we've heard that that trump is rather than be at the debate trump is going to go speak to these uh strikers so where does president biden stand on all of this i don't know casey why don't we find out you tell me if you can decipher where biden stands on this one of the other items that labor workers are asking for more controversially is a four-day work week with five days of pay. Would the president support that? Does he think that's right? Well, again, he supports them getting a record deal. Uh, he and the administration yes? are, we're not at the table, right? We're not part of the negotiations. We're not uh, doing the numbers. That's for the companies and the unions to do. But what the president is making clear is that he is leading an economy where people need to, as, as he says, where the economy needs to grow from the bottom up and the middle out, not the top down. What does that mean? Bottom up. It was it was a yes or no question. Right, exactly. And, and we didn't get a yes or no and answer. And obviously it's it's going to be a complex issue when you consider the conditions, the wages, the benefits, uh, the shorter work week, everything. But Pete Buttigieg leaving a little wiggle room so that they can always change their answer at a later date. Well, Biden's totally in a box on this. And the box he's in is he is beholden to these un the union leadership. Now, again, there are a lot of really great people who are forced essentially to be in a union who don't want any part of this and i know you people are out there and we hear from you and i i talk to you and i know the problem is that is not the leadership that is not the top brass the top brass is very political and very left and they are in bed with the democrats so biden's boxed in on this because he knows the demands are ridiculous I mean, you know, we've talked about it. We've heard from people who have called this show. They're going, wait a second. You guys are using your ability to strong, your, essentially your ability to strong arm or, or your ability to hurt other, pe other people's employment who aren't affiliated with you or your union or the assembly line. You're using your ability to affect their jobs to strong arm yourself into a ridiculous set of demands. No, we're not on your team. And if you need any further proof, of what we've been telling you on this show is absolutely correct, and they know it. Listen to that response Buttigieg gave. Mm -hmm. They are in bed with those people, the, that union leadership, and he would not come out and endorse that because he knows the people of this country are looking at this going, you guys are ridiculous. Well, and they have millions of dollars in that fund that they could stretch this out for a long time, too. 
Uh, so, and again, it comes back to you as a free person should be able to negotiate whatever deal you want with your employer. Here's a great example. Uh, as we know, as you know, before my baby was born, I had a part-time job at a local large parcel of land where people engage in activity of sport. And I worked there until my baby was born, and then I just kind of disappeared and said, well, that was fun. My employer called about six weeks in and said, hey, you were really good at your job, and we really miss you. Would you like to come back? And I told them, I said, maybe, but the time with my kid mm -hmm. is more valuable than the rate I was being paid before my kid was born. And I would be willing to come back for X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. And you know what they said? You're really good at your job and people love you here. Absolutely, please come back. So you negotiated. I, as a free person, I didn't strong arm anyone. I didn't threaten to, you know, bad mouth the employer if it didn't go my way. And you know what? Everybody's happy because they get great value and I get the 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 money to make it worth my time to be there. Mm -hmm. That's how it should work. Well, right. And they can determine whether that's manageable within their budget. Absolutely. And if not, okay, we part as friends. And if you want to go work somewhere for $3 an hour, what business is it of anyone else to tell you, no, you can't do that? <laughs> I've never understood the minimum wage thing. If you want to go work somewhere for $2 an hour and your time is, that's all it's worth to you. Why? I mean, heck. That's probably what Kylan's making here because she works in radio. I mean, it's like, right? What? What? Why would anybody else be? Should anybody else be able to say you can't do what you want to do as a free person? I've never understood that. It is thirteen after ten. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, and kind of continuing on this subject, AOC was on Face the Nation, and she's backpedaling and explaining why she owns a Tesla. And her, her reasoning for owning a Tesla, you would think, you would think because it's her party's mantra that she would answer with the green dream. Um, you would think, however, one, she's a moron. Now, we say this every single time on this show. She's not a moron because she was a bartender. Some of the brightest, most fun, most interesting people I've ever met were bartenders and would be great additions to Congress. She's a moron because she's a moron. And she is not, I mean, she has no core set of conviction. Somebody told me this the other day, and I'm trying to remember who it was. We were talking about different people who are media darlings, either people who are actually in the media or these politicians who are on all the TV shows. And there's something that just seems off about them. And this person was, was pretty spot on. He said, they don't actually believe some of the things they're saying but they recognize the ridiculousness and the extremism gets them the attention they crave. Mm -hmm. And th this is exactly with AOC. This is, and this person mentioned her. It is, she knows what she's doing and she does, she knows a bunch of the words that come out of her mouth are bull crap, but she recognizes I get the attention from the television stations and the bloggers and the internet that I crave if I say the things that are ridiculous because they are ridiculous and they won't fact check the ridiculousness. The problem is when she gets a random, confused, accidental act of journalism, it's really hard for her to pivot out of it because she is so ridiculous. Listen to this. You know, one of the things that's happening in the auto industry, as you know, is this um, market shift and transition to electric vehicles. 
You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union-made electric vehicle, but you buy, but you currently have a non-union-made mm-hmm. Tesla. UAW already makes some electric vehicles. So yes. why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no. The, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel, mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV. But that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now. So we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon. Why why didn't you buy a union made EV? COVID. Well, she said it was the (laughs) safest way to travel. How is that safer? COVID, Casey. Sure. She didn't do it because of COVID. No, she didn't do it because when she bought the Tesla, the electric cars were all the thing. Tesla was the new hip thing. That's when the left loved Elon Musk. She wanted to be in line with those people. Let's face it, the union-made cars are not nearly as good as the ones Elon Musk was producing. She's all about herself when you get right down to it. She could have bought a union-made electric vehicle. They had electric vehicles in 2020, Casey, made Mm -hmm. by unions. Mm -hmm. She's full of it, and she got caught, and because she's full of it, and it's some big, giant song and dance that she does to try to be loved by the left, she gave that stupid answer. So she's uh, talking about buying a new vehicle. Now, what vehicle do you think she's going to buy? Something union made now? Well, she would have it's the to ca- exclamation point. It's the cause du jour. That's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. about what's right or wrong. She didn't buy the Tesla because it was, you know, she bought the Tesla because at the at that moment in time, the Tesla was the thing, and Elon Musk was the thing, and the green dream, and the future of America, and blah, blah, blah. They're, these people have no core conviction. They're the same way on both sides of the aisle, and she's a moron. All right, Casey, when we come back, I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I've got a pretty big issue that I'm facing. Okay. And I'm going to let the audience dictate. It's like the choose-your-own-adventure novels. Uh-huh. How's uh, this one going to end? I am feuding with my former, now former, insurance company. Oh. And I'm going to let the audience you dictate, retired them, dictate huh? my next... My, yes. Okay. And uh, I'm just very curious to get the public's input on this. All right. It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 21 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We're all just trying to get through this Monday together, aren't we? All right, you have a uh, an issue, a home car insurance issue. All right, so I'm going to let the audience play a role in my life here. It's a little choose-your-own-adventure novel that we're in the middle of, and I'm going to, at 317-684-8444, you can call the hotline. You can at Robin Kendall on Twitter. Either way, let me know what you think I should do going forward. I'm going to tell the story, and then I'll leave it up to you. You, the okay. audience to help guide me on what's going forward. Okay. So I had the same insurance agent for many, many years on my car insurance and home. And over time, I had noticed that he was getting a little more erratic in terms of the interactions that I was having with him to the point that. A couple years ago, I had a conversation when my car insurance was coming up for renewal or just been renewed or whatever, and there was some sort of increase, and I was trying to understand it. It turned into an hour-long conversation. Now, I know this guy passingly. Like It wasn't like we were amigos Mm -hmm. and hanging out at the Bellagio together. I knew this guy passingly. 
And my girlfriend at the time, now wife, was there and observed the whole thing with her mouth open for an hour, in which he proceeded to tell me about all the things that was going on in his life, how his wife had left him, about how he's having basically a midlife crisis. He was getting Mm -hmm. a sleeve tattoo. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. This is the guy that's in charge of uh, the time we were renting a house. This is so it was just my car. What if I'm in some sort of major accident? Yeah. And this is and the guy need that I need. Can so, you rely on? You know, busy things are going. I said, okay. So they resolved the issue that I had at the moment in time. So I thought, okay, you know how life is. What's right in front of you? Let's keep going. So year or so later, we buy the house that we're living in now. And um, he is somewhat helpful at that moment. I get the house insurance taken care of. Again, you're moving. Everything else is going on. It gets taken care of. So fast forward to this year, that conversation is still in the back of my mind. And I'm thinking, you know, I've never really done like a price analysis here. Mm -hmm. And if the guy's going through, as he described it, essentially a midlife crisis where he's getting sleeve tattoos and his personal life is in shambles, I probably need to do a deep dive because my house is now involved. And, you know, my wife is pregnant at Mm -hmm, the time. mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I am not leaving my automobiles or my house open at this point. Like, it's no longer Rob Kendall in the Wild West. It's a wife. It's a baby on the way. Yeah, you've got others counting on you. I need to know exactly what's going on. So I look and the thing is about to renew. And I'm I'm saying, okay, hey, we got a week. Like, can we arrange a meeting? And it is just one bizarre interaction with this guy after another. Like, he'll put it off. Hey, I had a doctor's appointment. Or, hey, I'm not in my office anymore. I'm working out of my home. The conversation I did have with him, he sounded like he had just awoken from a a long nap of some sort, Mm -hmm. which was a giant red flag. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, telling this guy, hey, look, like, I just need to figure out what I'm paying. What am I getting for this? What are the other options? And I could not get a clear answer from this ding dong about my stuff. So go, <laughs> had a friend recommend, you know, insurance agent, go talk to this guy. He goes, the guy goes, he goes, yeah, we've had like four or five people come from this guy over the oh. past couple of weeks. So apparently the behavior you are experiencing is not, is not any different from anybody. Like this is a problem with this guy at this point. So he goes, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's how you get out of your stuff. Here's the stuff I can do for you. Save me like $1,500, like liquidity split. Okay, cool. So I kill, still can't get a hold of this guy, right? So I go in and I cancel my insurance, home and auto. Home is fine. Homeowner's insurance company was very good. They sent the check for the applicable amount that was left. I let them know why I was leaving. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Have a nice life. Great. Sure. We're cool. The auto insurance mm-hmm. proceeds to send me a bill for an early cancellation charge. What? So they said, yeah, we get that you canceled your insurance early and we owe you money for that because you weren't using our product. But because you canceled your insurance early, fee. we're going to charge you a fee, which is more than we owe you. So here's the amount. Casey, the amount is $12 <laughs> that I owe. <laughs> I proceeded to call said insurance company. Mm-hmm and tell them about the erratic behavior of the insurance agent in question. Yeah. Now, Casey, since I have had that conversation with said insurance company, and this was a long animated conversation, which I have used, I used words that if I used them on these airwaves, Mm -hmm. we would no longer be employed here. Okay. And they would not budge on the fee. And they said, that's our policy. I said, this guy is 
like out of his mind when I'm on the phone with him. Well, you should have just called us and we would have taken care of that for you. You have guys out representing you that sound like they're coked out of their mind. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry, sir. It doesn't matter. I said, so these are the people you want representing you out in the public? And they said, well, we're going to look into this and we're going to launch an investigation on this. And I said, okay, let me, before we hang up the phone here, you can sue me. You can take me to collections. You can do whatever you want to do. This is $12. It's not about the money. I will be more than happy to stand up in front of a judge and tell the judge the experience I have had and let everybody know about your company. And we will then determine who's in the right and who's in the wrong. So if you want to come at me for 12 bucks, it isn't about the money. It's about this is ridiculous. And you have these lunatics out representing you. Have you heard from him? Wait. Okay. I'm getting ahead of you. If you were to go on, there's a website where you can track people who have been in the criminal justice system, Casey. And uh, as of late, uh, early August, uh, this person, it appears, according to the uh, Indiana's website where you track these people, uh, is facing a level six felony, residential entry break and interdwelling, public intoxication, endangers his, her life, endangers his, her life. So it appears mm-hmm. I might have been spot on yeah. on my evaluation of this person. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I was totally 100% right. I knew this guy was like out of his mind and something was wrong. And I'm so glad for my family's sake, I got away from this guy. Two or three months go by. Don't hear anything from the insurance company. I'm thinking, okay, uh, maybe they knew about this. this. They've kicked this guy out. They said, okay, anybody associated with him? This dude who called was totally on. I got a letter from a collections agency yesterday for $12 for $12. Oh no. So here's what I need the audience's help on. It's $12. Obviously it's not a big deal, but it is the principle of the thing Mm. that they have, they had have, I don't know if he's still there. This person who shouldn't be in charge of flipping burgers at a Wendy's, Mm -hmm. much less people's homes and automobiles representing them. I couldn't get a hold of the guy. And when I did, it was these illogical, Mm -hmm. bizarro conversations. Should I give this company the $12 and be done with it? Or should I see this through? And if I end up having to go to court, have the entire WIBC audience pop in as a bunch of character witnesses. Okay. What should we do? Uh, Well, I know what I would do. What would you do? I would pay the $12. You would give this guy the 12 bucks? Not that you want to, but you don't want to go through collections either because then that's going to affect your credit score and you, your life going Abdul, forward. Abdul, my attorney is in the hallway right now, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. Should, thumb up if I should fight this. Thumb down if I should just give him the 12 bucks. Oh, he's waving the thumb both ways. <laughs> just like a lawyer. I mean, I think I would look forward to going to a court of law and relaying this mm-hmm. entire story to a judge. And then if they take me to court telling everyone who this insurance company is, I think I would get $12 worth of joy out of this. I think you would, too. You get definitely $12 worth of content out of it Yeah. at that point because th- you'd be okay to say who the insurance company yeah. was. Yeah, so I think uh, I think I'm going to let the audience help me with this, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, mm-hmm. or and I know we're running long, but uh, or, or 317-684-8444. Pay the 12 bucks or go to court. Yeah, and you know who's totally worth 12 bucks is Kurt Darling. He's up next with the news. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's 1036. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. People are weighing in on the YouTube chat. Yeah, you already have an answer? Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to take all of this into consideration. 
Abdul said I should send them twelve dollars and twenty five cents, and mm-hmm. then they have to send me money back. <laughs> send you a it'll, refund it'll, back. It'll cost them money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, he would have the best answer of all. I like the way he thinks. So, if you missed uh, the last segment, definitely go back and either watch us on YouTube, the podcast, or. Um, we have the podcast. I'll be all the places you can get your your podcast. Uh, I am having a a very interesting feud with my insurance company, and I am soliciting uh, audience input on what I should do with this. I mean, mm-hmm. I I, th- I think I'm going to stand and fight it because I'll get twelve dollars worth of entertainment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like you that you would stand and fight. Yeah. I mean, that's true to your I mean, character. And, and, if, and if I that way, if it like if it goes to court, I mean, then I'll name this guy. I'll name the company, mm. you know, and, and I you can dispute. So I've never I've never had a collection letter before. I guess there's a thing you can go to and dispute the mm-hmm. claim. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do that later today. That'll be my entertainment as I'm babysitting is to call the uh, call the company and file an electronic dispute. I'm, I'm going to get $12 worth of joy out of this. I mean, I think, I think I already have. Has at any point it crossed your mind to reach out to your former insurance person to, and offer help to see if they need assistance in any way, or are you just done? You're moving on. Oh, no, Casey, because when <laughs> I needed assistance as his client. Uh-huh. You, weren't, you weren't getting it. Okay. Hey, let's talk about what's going on with uh, Hillary Clinton, what she said on Sunday. Uh, she said that Kevin McCarthy was too weak to stand up to the far-right Republicans calling for impeachment of Joe Biden. Uh, Now, she said, you know, there's this rabid block of members who don't care what the truth and facts are. They just want a political problem so they can use it to their benefit. Um, Does she have a point that Kevin McCarthy is too weak? I mean, all all signs indicate they're moving forward this later this week. Well, it's not it's not that Kevin McCarthy's weak. It's that that's what he is. I mean, it's it's uh, he genuinely believes I mean, Kevin McCarthy hates the conservative wing of the Republican Party. Kevin McCarthy hates liberty-minded individuals. Kevin McCarthy is a a creature, a creation of the swamp. He is, an, you know, he is basically a more more coherent McConnell, right? It, there, there's basically no difference. He is forced because he covets power above all else to uh, try to placate these people in some shape, form, or fashion, but he, he is trying to give them the least amount as possible. And when, when you talk about giving them the least amount possible, we're talking about sticking it into the back of the American people as much as possible. Well, Eric Swalwell, uh, he was saying that Republicans are exploring the impeachment because they're a bunch of insurrectionists who love Trump. So Eric Swalwell, this is the same guy who allegedly farted on national television and allegedly mm-hmm. uh, had, a, had a relationship with a Chinese spy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, you're right. He was he was on the, the weekend talk show circuit and he said uh, that the Republicans are going after Biden because, well, there are a bunch of insurrectionists that love Donald Trump. Donald Trump and McCarthy and and the other pro-insurrection Republicans have never accepted Joe Biden as the president. They tried to run and incite and inflame an insurrection uh, that failed. They voted to acquit the insurrection when we brought forth impeachment proceedings in the House and the Senate. Many of McCarthy's folks go to the January 6th prisoners and visit them to give them comfort and aid. And so they've never accepted uh, President Biden as a legitimate president. And this week, even as we 
are hurtling toward a shutdown, they'll hold impeachment proceedings, which is just a continuation of the insurrection. And, and so this is all about just putting Donald Trump in charge. The House, unfortunately, has become a law firm uh, with just one client, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and again, it's at the expense of American people who have needs on bringing their health care costs down, keeping their kids safe uh, in school. Uh, we're, you know, in just a couple of days, student loan repayments are going to start mm -hmm. back up. And, and so people are going to feel uh, the pain there. Uh, they need action on these issues. Uh, again, uh, instead, all they get from the House Republicans uh, is action for one client. And, and that is, uh, you know, the twice impeached uh, 91 count indicted former president. Okay, so he said that uh, it's just a law firm for the House, but we, we heard Merrick Garland say that he was not a lawyer for Congress, and it's it's not about Trump. It's about texts and emails and WhatsApp messages and whistleblower testimony and Hunter Biden's laptop and bank records and government documents. How about any of that? No, Casey. No, 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 no. It's because they're a bunch of insurrectionists who love Donald Trump. Oh, Silly sure. Silly woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I just didn't know. Okay, well, James Clyburn, he says that uh, Republicans are trying to impeach Biden just because he's a good dad. Yet President Biden, according to one witness testimony, was on the phone 20 times with Hunter Biden's business associates. It was described as pleasantries, but is that appropriate? Well, his associates said they were pleasantries, but I think it's appropriate to be a father to your son. And if your son uh, is having a problem, and we all know the history of the problem uh, that Hunter has with addiction, and he is being a father to his son, you don't impeach a man for being a father to his children. <laughs> How about scamming and scheming against the American public, Casey? Okay, so if you, today, Rob, if you want to be a really good dad to your daughter, uh -huh. you need to uh, you need to open up uh, 20 shell companies. <laughs> you need to get a burner phone. You need to send out 5,000 5, emails using a fake name. You need to put your daughter on the board of a Ukrainian energy company. Yeah, do do all that. Make 20 phone calls on, on her behalf. All right, we have to take a break. When we come back, Hammer will be with us. He's very upset because you backed down from showing your boobs this weekend. So uh. <laughs> Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning, it is 1046. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. Good morning. You wishy, washy, lame ass, Casey Daniels, how dare you? So let's get into this, because I heard Rob talking about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. And I'm going to reset very quickly here. Yeah. Sure. So you posted a photo at the iconic Play Like a Champion sign at the Notre Dame locker room. Sure. You were there a number of years ago, and you showed a little cleavage into it. It was a fun picture, right? That's Everybody has yeah. fun pictures. Yeah. You posted it, you know, Donald Trump. Come sign these or something like waiting, that. Waiting for Trump's signature. Right. We retweeted it and said, right. Ken Hammer and Nigel sign You got as well. the joke. <laughs> right. right. Correct. But then here come the trolls and you gave the trolls what they wanted. Yeah. You deleted the post. See, this is why I think the folks at WIBC, the listeners, resonate with this radio station mm -hmm. because we fight back against these lunatics. Yeah. Now, you can't fight against every single one, sure. but some of these folks giving you crap don't give them what they want. You got to have a little backbone. You got to have a little 
testicular fortitude, yeah. if you will, because that's what they wanted, right? So we kind of go after one of the trolls giving you crap. Mm-hmm. It's this nerd that ran for mayor, like as a Democrat, <laughs> never got any traction. Like nobody likes this guy. He's got like 700 followers yeah. and starts trolling and saying ridiculous things. So I didn't swear, mind you, but I simply responded to this gentleman, do everyone a favor, find a fork, heat it up, mm-hmm. and satisfy your sexual appetite with it. <laughs> <laughs> And he reported that for harassment. Mm. So we were locked out of our account for the entire Colts game, pretty much all of NFL Sunday, defending you, which is more than you did for yourself. I didn't know that happened. No, no, no. This isn't about you. You sit there and take this. So I think the reason that people love this radio station, Casey, and I'm being dead serious here. The reason people love like what Tony does, what Rob does, what Hammer and Nigel does, because you're new, I think you need to learn this. They appreciate the fact that we fight back. Mm -hmm. We don't cave to these lunatics. And I hope next time you retweet some of these mean tweets or you say, this is the crap that I have to deal with. Like, I promise you, Tommy Lahren gets way worse. Whenever she comes on our show and retweets it, the vitriol that comes Mm -hmm. toward her, it's unbelievable. But she stands there with two middle fingers blaring in the air. That's what I want to see from you moving forward. Well, you know, and I thought about that. I did. I vacillated. I went back and forth. Forth and uh, Jim and I even had the conversation and I said, you know what? Because he, he knew that I was upset. He could tell that it was upsetting me and it was ruining our fabulous weekend. And he said, if it's bothering you that much, just delete it. You know, you can, you've got a couple options wrong. here. You can yeah. engage. I love you can wrong, do nothing. Yeah. You can so take wrong. action. And I said, and he said, just delete it if it's bothering you that much. And I said, I'm going to get crap from Hammer and Rob if I delete it because they always say, don't delete it. Don't back down. Yeah. So I did. And I, you were in my my head but you did it anyway i know but you chose, I, you chose know. strangers over us Casey. right no right. and i you've got to look at these trolls and not give a blue rat's yeah. rear end what they think and embrace the yeah. hate because the reason they're trolling you is because they know you've got power you've got a microphone yep. and you've got people that will have your back give the listeners of this radio station a reason to have your back yeah fight back a little bit you okay. got to get joy out of how much consternation you're giving them it shouldn't blow back on you i can't tell you and we laugh about this all the time the amount of times i will just wake up in the morning and check my phone and see somebody who at like 2 a.m is thinking about me they're obsessing (laughs) about me and it's so weird because we don't have any power over anyone i almost called both of you before you should have i texted you and said are you watching the game and you gave me the kind of and i was like i was so like wanting to reach out and go guys what should i do here next time do it Yeah. yeah don't let these people bother you in the slightest, Casey. The reason they want to bother you is because you have a different opinion. If you feel that way, own it. Now, if you want to block people, block them. I'm not somebody that says never block people. You know, if somebody I did mute a couple of them. If somebody's oh, trying to they be, can, everybody can still see their comments. If you're going to block them, block right. them. If somebody is trying to get clout because of you, Mm -hmm. like this mayor nerd that has like 700 people and half of them are trolls and the rest are his family, uh, trying to, you know, I went after Hammer and Nigel. I called them all the names. They said they wanted me on their show all the time, which none of it's true. Um, (laughs) Block them. It's fine. 
Like, if somebody wants to argue with Rob or myself, that's fine. We'll argue. But if people that come back every single day just Mm -hmm. troll for the sake of trolling, screw it. Block them. It's fine. But don't ever delete and don't ever apologize to these people. If you ever hear an apology from Hammer and Nigel, it's because... We actually made a mistake. Like, if I go on the air today and say, I can't believe the Ravens won that game, I would come back on and apologize because that's factually wrong. Or if management says, I'm going to fire you unless you apologize, (laughs) and we've told our audience this, you'll know when we're giving the hostage-style apology. Those are the only times, Casey. Uh, we, uh, you didn't think the picture was inappropriate, did you? We retweeted it. That's okay. We fought you trolls got the, for you, you that you didn't do. Casey, yeah. the, and again. We got suspended for you. The only people who can actually cancel you, and I, we say this all the time, when Jeff owned the company, it's David Wood mm-hmm. and Jeff Smolian. Now it's David Wood and Urban One. Mm-hmm. Man, right. That's it. Like the, the we will all fight for you, yes. Rob and yes. Hammer and Nigel and Kylan and Kevin and, well, I don't know about Tony, but <laughs> we all will stick up for you and fight, but you got to give us a reason. The listeners of this radio station, yeah. we're all a big family here, right? Give us a reason to support you. You're, uh, you're awesome. And you know what? I, I will tell you, I had you in mind when I actually posted it because on Friday you made a comment. You said, step up your game. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to step up my I game. And then I ran away and, like and, a and, scared and chicken. We, and we can agree, the thing she has to do now to make this whole is post that bikini photo for everyone <laughs> to see, right? Casey was just like the Notre Dame football team. You stepped up your game and everything was great. And then you put 10 players on the field yeah. and deleted your tweet. Oh, no. All right, so you think, Hammer, I should uh, I should totally take this thing to court about the uh, the insurance payment. Yes, because I know how petty you are, and I'm kind of there with you, because the money is so small here. Like, I have spent that much money on gas station Mm -hmm. food alone in the morning. So... Take this thing and just make a complete spectacle yeah. and circus. Like record it, post it to yeah. social media. Let everybody know what's going and on. And I think I'll tell if it gets this far. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm having an ish, uh, dispute with my former insurance company, uh, and you can go back and hear the whole details on the on the podcast. They have <laughs> sent it to twelve dollars to collections. I told them they're never getting a dime. I don't care what they do. We could then make a huge spectacle out of it. Like we could fill the courtroom with WIBC listeners. It could be like the scene in Animal House. <laughs> I turn to you, Greg. <laughs> and and I feel like, like I will do Nige and I will be like Bluto <laughs> and everybody leading everybody out. I will do way more than twelve dollars worth of damage to this company if they actually want to pursue this uh so i like i don't you know <laughs> here representing the delta house abdul hakeem shabazz yay <laughs> shut up you a-holes <laughs> please do this i like, mean like i think i'm in the right here this guy clearly based on there's an arrest record for him now mm-hmm. i was everything i said was happening was happening i wanted to stay with this company potentially but i couldn't get any service and their response is well you should have just called us Look at the people you have representing you on the street. I'm down for it. And just make the biggest circus out of this you can. Yeah. All right. Um, Colts won yesterday. They did. It's wild. I feel bad for those who do those survivor pools in yeah. the NFL where you pick one team, and if they lose, you're done for <laughs> yeah. the year. So the Cowboys lost to the mm-hmm. Cardinals. The Colts lost to the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, another upset. I can't think of it off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, you mean oh, the, the you, Texans. Bear, the Bears beating the Chiefs. Oh, no. <laughs> Texans went into Jacksonville and steamrolled them. First place, Indianapolis Colts. It worked out great for me, man, because I was, I was slinging drinks last night, and there were a group of really great guys in the at the, the golf course. 
and they just kept buying beer the longer that game kept going. So it worked out financially well for me. Every time Matt Gay hits a 50-yard field goal, Rob Kendall <laughs> buys everybody a round of beers. <laughs> Rob Kendall fell for bankruptcy this morning. <laughs> hey, you got to give credit. Ballard's a zero, but that was a great signing. Yeah, I mean... Okay, there's one. <laughs> we're, all, we're all totally redeemed. <laughs> all those years of bad draft picks and you know ignoring the free agent market, <laughs> this makes up for it, kind of. No, it doesn't. Hey, and thank you for the four-leg parlay uh, yesterday. That was very helpful to my bank account. You did a great job with that. Yeah, we did a teaser. You know, yeah. a teaser is where you get six points to play with either way, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, did it up. Obviously, the payout isn't as good as a regular parlay. Still a payout. Still a payout. We had four teams, knocked it out of the park. In the picks that I put online with Scott and my gambling friends, two, two, and one this weekend. Even Steven ended up getting a push out of that Notre Dame mm-hmm. game because they reviewed it and put a second on the clock to kick the freaking extra point. What's coming up this afternoon? Monday, Gunday, Guy Relford will talk about this new office that Kamala Harris is in charge of. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Bowen will join us and uh, Daisy from Chicks on the Right. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yeah,